Hey guys, I'm super excited for you to enjoy today's episode. We are interviewing Christina Cam. She is not only a client of mine, but she is also a good friend. And Christina is a PhD student. She talks about her story about struggling with disordered eating and how she found macros, reverse dieting, and learned how to embrace weight gain and embrace being strong. Christina also talks about her journey on being plant-based and how she hits her macros despite focusing on only plant-based foods. Now, in today's interview, we are having to do it through Zoom, and I know that the audio isn't the best, but I want you guys to be patient with me during this time. I'm trying to bring on guests that are, you know, all over the country, and unfortunately, I can't bring people in person because of coronavirus and do as many interviews as I would like to where the audio could be a little bit better. But despite that, I know that you guys are going to enjoy today's episode. And don't forget, the only way that we can grow here on Beyond the Bikini Radio is through ratings and reviews through iTunes. So if you could go into iTunes and give Beyond the Bikini Radio a five-star rating and a written review, I would greatly appreciate that. And then don't forget to tag me here on Instagram at Nicole Fairy Fitness to show me how much you guys are enjoying the podcast. So guys, tune in and enjoy. Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini Podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio, and today I have a special guest on. She's not only my client, but my friend as well, Christina Cam. Hi. Hi. Welcome. I'm excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so I just wanted to dive into a little bit more about your fitness journey because I feel like a lot of women can relate to your story in general. Um, and I also think that with you being a plant-based athlete, um, a lot of people don't realize that you can gain muscle and you can change your physique while focusing on a plant-based diet. Yeah, for sure. So Christina, what got you started into your fitness journey? And also just tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah. So, um, just to start off, um, I am a full-time grad student. Um, I'm getting my AUD, which is a doctorate of audiology, kind of random. So like a hearing doctor. Um, So yeah, so I do that. Um, I also am a singer and an actor part-time. That's what my um, undergraduate degree was in. So I do that. Um, And then I just love health and fitness and lifting and all that good stuff. So um, I guess my fitness journey kind of started with Nicole um, a little bit more than a year ago, Um, but for about a year and a half before that, I had been consistently going to the gym. Um, About five years ago, I started severely under eating and kind of developed an eating disorder, Um, and I lost way too much weight, and it was way too tiny. I'm a really small person to begin with, and I kind of just looked like a bobblehead. So I decided that I needed to gain some muscle because I, like, couldn't do anything. I was tired all the time. I was just so lethargic. Um, 
so I decided that I wanted to get a gym membership. Um, and so I was lifting weights and it was really, really fun. Um, but then I started to gain weight obviously because I was gaining muscle and I didn't really like that because I was still in that disordered, um, mentality. So that's when I came to Nicole because I was like, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, so Nicole has really helped me so much. So that's kind of my background. Yeah. So we have a lot to unpack here and you mentioned that your undergrad is like in the arts. It's interesting that you say that because I went to like a liberal arts school and their specialty was theater and dance. Um, And I remember a lot of my friends because I was in like the athletic room a lot. So we had the ballet room right above our our weight training. And Mm -hmm. I remember seeing a lot of them, um, you know, relatively thin, you know, not a ton of muscle mass. And I feel like a lot of disordered eating patterns happen because of the pressure to look a certain way. Yeah. And I even had one of my friends who was a dancer and her instructor told her, you just don't have the legs for ballet. And they don't realize how destructive like comments. like No, no. My professors were all really, really great about it. Um, Honestly, I don't even remember where my thing came from. I just remember like looking in the mirror one day and I was like, I don't like this. And I don't even know why I thought that. I just decided Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. And that's just kind of when it all started. But I do remember my last semester of undergrad um, when my disorder was really, really bad. I was in the musical Little Women. Are you you familiar with that book and movie at all? Mm Mm-mm. No. So it's about like, um, four sisters and like their relationship and stuff. And I played Beth who is the second youngest and she's like super sick, um, for most of the musical and she's just really, really frail. And I remember like, I got that part and I was like, Oh, like I'm so small. That's why I got it. But like looking back at pictures, like I looked sick, which is like so disturbing for me. And I remember being like, I have to lose weight for this part because I'm not small enough to look sickly and yeah it just makes me really sad (laughs) yeah I um it's interesting because everybody that I know develops an eating disorder for different reasons but Mm -hmm. a common one and that's kind of like my mission with my whole coaching is a lot of women will go into it with just doing a diet and then it turns into like a full-blown eating disorder where they're like I just want to change my body a little bit And then they don't realize like how obsessive they've gotten with it. And then they're scared of like so many foods and exactly they're they're just terrified of like gaining Mm -hmm. weight. Yeah. It's really scary. Um, that's, that's definitely what happened to me. I remember I just wanted to lose like maybe like seven pounds or something. And then I remember I went to China that summer and I came back and I had lost seven pounds and I was like, well, I'm like still not really happy because again, that's just like the dysmorphia talking Mm -hmm. um and then I lost probably like seven more pounds and then when I came back to school I was getting like so many compliments on like how thin my legs looked and like how great I looked and I was like wow this just means I need to lose more weight and I probably lost like 15 more pounds on top of that which was not healthy at all (laughs) did you only get positive feedback or was anyone like are you okay um I think at first I got mainly positive feedback but once it got to a certain point like I think once I hit probably like I don't even want to say the number actually once I got to a certain point um my friends were like offering me food all the time 
and just like were very concerned about me and I really didn't understand why like I was just like I don't get it guys like I look like everybody else and like looking back at pictures I definitely did not Mm -hmm. um and like more recently I have been talking to my friends from college about it and they were like yeah we were just like so scared for you and so concerned for you and I was like yeah I'm just confused why everyone's asking if I want to go to dinner at like 3 (laughs) p.m um which isn't funny but like looking back it like kind of is (laughs) Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. I think that when you're so young, like you don't know what to do in that position. No. Um, and I remember when I was struggling, like a lot of my friends would make comments like, here, have this, have that. Um, I actually had my best friend reach out to my mom, which I didn't know until I was older and saying like, there's something wrong. And, you know, that takes a lot of courage to do. But I look back at pictures when I thought I looked bigger, like I always would like look at my arms and be like, oh, you're like bigger than everyone else. I look back, I'm like, you literally look like a, a toothpick. Like, I know. It's crazy. It's so weird. It's like, I don't even know what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, it, and I love how I look now. And like, I am not the same size that I used to be, but like, I'm happy that I'm not because I'm like strong and like not tired all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, and sustain my relationships. And so, so let's reverse, like, I think it's like a year ago when you first started with me. Yeah. Was it hard getting used to eating more? It was. I remember very distinctly because I went to Florida the week before I started working with you and I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to make me eat more food because I watched a live with you and one of your clients on like reverse dieting which like, I kind of knew what it was, but I was like, well, let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just freaking out and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to eat so much food. And I remember sending you an email being like, what do we do if I can't eat all this food? And you were like, it'll be fine. Like we'll <laughs> get there gradually. And I think my macros the first week were like right. 105 protein, 130 carb and like 45 fat. And, like, that is laughable to me now. Like, I would not even cut on those macros until, Mm -hmm. like, the very, very end of a cut. It's just wild. Yeah, and I actually, unfortunately, get a lot of women where I start them out at, like, 1,400, 1,500 calories because there's someone who does have, like, such a big dieting history. And they're like, this is too much food. I can't eat it. I'm like, you can. You're just not used to it. And you psychologically feel like you can't. But reality is you can. Um, Yeah. And everybody has like an upper limit. I mean, if I have a female eating, you know, 2,700 calories and she's like, I can't eat more. Like that's a more legitimate conversation than but that's twice as much food. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of when we first started, I know we had a lot of emails back and forth of just concern, stressing, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And over time it was interesting. Cause I mean, I expected this to happen, but it, it slowly decreased to where I think you just started to trust me. Um, yeah. And I'm never going to try to just make my clients fat. Like that would be a very bad yeah. thing for a health and fitness coach to just make all my clients gain all this weight. So I think that that's like this huge fear. And it's like, if you think about it, would that even make any sense for me to do that? Yeah, exactly. I was just like so scared and had been eating probably like less than a thousand calories for so long. Mm-hmm. And I remember before I came to you, I like, was gaining a little bit of weight um and I was like I'm only eating like 900 a thousand calories a day like I don't know what to do from here so like I gotta fix this because like this is a problem 
Mm-hmm. Were you dating your um, now fiance at the time? Um, when I, we started working together. Or but, like when you're struggling with your eating disorder. Oh, um, yeah. So I started dating Alex right when I graduated from college, um, which was when I moved home. Um, and that's like right when I, he's one of the reasons that I like got a gym membership. Cause I remember he really liked to like work out and like lift and be active. And I was like, that'll be something that we can have in common. <laughs> so I like got a gym membership like the next day. Um, I don't even know if he knows that because, oh wow. I should tell him that. That's funny. Um, <laughs> he can listen to this. Um, and now it's like probably all you. Yeah, now it's all me, and he's like, Christina, why do we have to get more weights? I'm like, because I need them. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, I was, and he was actually probably really instrumental in um, helping me recover, because, like, my friends just, like, didn't really know what to do. Like, you don't have, like, that sort of, like, intimate relationship with them, where, like, you can really talk to them about how you're feeling like that. Like, I have some girlfriends that I could, but, like, they don't necessarily understand because they're not going through it but like Alex saw me going through it every single day and like how nervous I would get whenever we um would go out to eat go out yeah like our first date was a double date and it was to an all-you-can-eat Ethiopian place and I was like I don't know what to do right now like they just put this entire plate of food in front of me and I'm literally freaking out Mm so I used to when I was really struggling I was thankful because I had, except for one ex-boyfriend, but I had a lot of good boyfriends who were understanding. And usually, like, your significant other, I mean, should be that way. And they would see me, like, look at the menu and just, like, they could see stress in my eyes. And they're like, can you not find anything? And it really shouldn't be that way. Like, you should be able to go to any restaurant and find something that you can eat. Exactly. And for me, like going to a restaurant was even worse than probably um, normal people, not normal people, but you know what I mean? People who have disordered eating problems because I'm also vegan. Plant-based, um, yeah. Yeah. So there was already only like two things on the menu that I could eat. And if one of them was like a veggie burger with fries and one of them was like a pasta dish, I was like, I can't eat either of these. I'll just get the side salad, which is like weird and sad that I would like sit there and just eat a piece of lettuce at dinner that costs like six dollars because it's at a restaurant yeah now when you became vegan what made you want to do that um so when i was in eighth grade i became a vegetarian um i didn't really like meat um the only kind of meat we really ate was chicken and i used to love chicken um but then i just got sick of it um but in eighth grade i just I remember I dissected a frog in science class and she was pregnant and that just made me so sad. So I became a vegetarian. (laughs) I know it's a really funny story because like half my life later, I'm still eating that way. Um, and then about five years ago, um, I became a vegan. Honestly, I was just kind of like bored of being vegetarian and I was like, well, I don't really eat eggs and I don't really like cheese and like I don't really like the dairy industry so I guess I'll be a vegan and it just kind of stuck so here we are which I mean you can definitely get your protein needs with being vegan too because you mentioned like you're eating 100 to like I know now you're at like 115 120 grams of protein then you hit it just fine and I think a lot of women think that oh if I'm you know plant-based I can't hit my protein needs like it's going to be impossible (laughs) 
No, and I always, I'll, I'll always post like posts in your group um, about how like eating plant based is not an excuse, and like here's all of these protein options that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know. I find that I usually end up hitting my protein pretty early in the day, and then I'll only have like 15 left for dinner, and I'm like, shoot, what now? Yeah. Um, so what do you what are you using to hit your protein goals? Yeah, so I usually will have something with protein powder in the morning um, after I work out um, because usually I'm running off to clinic or whatever, or I have class and that's just quick. Um, and then I make this um, quote unquote protein bread. It's made from vital wheat gluten. Um, so I use that. Um, I really like TVP, which is textured vegetable protein. So they're just like dehydrated granules. Um, and you can get them like soy based or pea based. Um, I really like tofu, um, like the brand Boca has a lot of really good stuff. Um, and Alex, my fiance, he's also vegan. So it's like not hard at all for us. So so perfect. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's why our friends, um, my best friend, um, who's dating one of his best friends, they set us up because they were like, well, we want our friends to be dating. And also you're both vegan. And I was like, okay, whatever. But it worked. So. Yeah, Here they're like, you're rare, you're rare, yeah. you need to be. <laughs> exactly. So. so, one thing I want to talk about is embracing gaining some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you shift your mindset, and you can even talk about while we were working together, how, what helped you, I should say, shifted your mindset to gaining weight and getting comfortable with it? Yeah. So I think when I started, um, like going to the gym and lifting, I like wasn't making that much progress because I still wasn't eating that much. And obviously if I'm not eating anything, I'm not going to get stronger. So when I started working with you, like after probably about a month, I was noticing that like my muscles were like a lot bigger. Um, I had like way more definition, Um, because like I wasn't gaining a lot of fat, I was just gaining a lot of muscle right away. Um, and I think the entire time that we've been working together, I've probably gained like five pounds, maybe like Mm -hmm. not that much. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, some of that's fat, but most of that is muscle. Um, Mm -hmm. and if anything, like my body started to recomp. So Mm -hmm. I think lately that's, what's really been, um, pushing me to eat more and eat more. Um, Cause right now we're about like at like 2000 calories for me and I'm only like five feet tall. So that's a lot of food for me. Um, and I never, ever thought that I would be eating twice as much as I was a few years ago. So I think just like me being able to live my life and go out on dates with Alex and hang out with my friends and have a glass of wine. If I feel like it every once in a while, like that's worth it. And being mm-hmm. able to lift more is worth it. And just like, having more self-confidence is worth it. And like, for example, your birthday is this weekend and I'm sure you're not Mm -hmm. stressing out about treats that you might have. No, I'm not, which is awesome because I think, um, one year for my birthday, I literally cut a watermelon and frosted it with Cool Whip. And that was my birthday cake. It was delicious. Don't get me wrong. And I would totally do it again, (laughs) but just like, I know it's funny, but just like the point that I like went out of my way to make this freaking watermelon cake. Yeah. Like that's just sad. And like I've done something like that before. (laughs) Yeah. 
it's ridiculous. It was really, really good because I love watermelon. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And like, I don't even know if I'll have cake, but like, we just moved into our new apartment. So like, we've been wanting to celebrate, but we've both been really busy this week. So we haven't really been able to. So we'll probably get some food from like my favorite restaurant and then have some wine or something. But before, if I knew I was going to have a glass of wine or like two glasses of wine, I'd be like, okay, well, I can only have 600 calories the entire day because I got to have the wine, which is dumb. Yeah. It's like those shirts that say like more wine, more cardio, and I like want to burn them. Yeah. Like just enjoy your glass of wine and sleep in the next day and then go for a walk in the morning. Like don't do more cardio. Exactly. And the other thing I kind of want to reverse a little bit when we were talking about gaining weight, like you really haven't gained that much weight and think about it. Like for our listeners, she went from eating, you know, a thousand calories a day to double the intake. Is she doubled the person? No, she gained like five (laughs) pounds. And like, even (laughs) with the five pounds, like let's say she, she gained like, you know, Christina gained like two pounds of fat tissue. Odds are that fat tissue is going to go to essential places, so it's gonna look mm-hmm. good on the body anyway. So like a lot of yeah. a lot of times, even like with myself, when I come out of like competition preps, when I initially gain some weight back, it goes to like my butt and it goes to like other areas and it feels good on my body. Yeah. No, I'm like I don't have a pancake butt anymore, so that's kind of nice. <laughs> that was literally my nickname in high school. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> But, I mean, we don't have pancake butts anymore. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no pancake butts here. <laughs> um, the other thing, so, with, you live in Michigan. I do. So, coronavirus has been pretty bad by you, and you've been in lockdown yeah. for a while. So, how has been maintaining your fitness goals been with an at-home approach? Yeah, so, I honestly think that I have made a lot of muscular gains over the past couple months. And I've been doing a lot of like side by side so I can actually look at that and not feel like discouraged and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So our gyms have been closed since March and it's like four months later, almost, I don't even, we don't even know when they'll open up again. And I don't know if I'll go because I work in a hospital and I feel like that's not fair for me to go to a gym where I could get exposed. Mm -hmm. Um, But at first I was like feeling really discouraged and then I got more bands and like, just like more, um, different body weight equipment and like some bars and stuff and um I loved it honestly it was nice because I could wake up in the morning first thing drink my pre-workout do whatever I wanted get my workout in and then be done um and not have even had to leave our apartment and like now that we moved into our own apartment um I got one of those like I don't know what brand it is but it has There's like a little squat rack with like a bench and then there's also a lat pull down and a leg extension and then a preacher curl all attached on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really nice. So I can do most things that I would be able to uh, do in a gym with like some modifications. Mm -hmm. Um, So both you and Alex are going to have like a full blown gym by the time you guys get married. I know we were saying because um we always I always joke that I want like a home gym in our basement when we move into a house and I was like Alex can I get this and he was like I mean we're gonna buy one eventually so sure we're not really sure if we're actually allowed to have them in our apartment complex but we just aren't telling anybody except for all of them. <laughs> hopefully no one listens <laughs> I feel like nobody really goes into apartments though because um when Jake moved in with me, he had a cat, and, like, usually when you have a pet, you have to, like, 
register your pet and yeah. give you like $400. And I, it, we only have three months left. And I'm like, yeah, we're not registering it. We're not paying $400 for your cat, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so, Christina, you're getting married in December. I am. So what are your thoughts going into your wedding with your physicals like right now? Yeah, so um, we're obviously working on building my calories up as much as possible um, because I am, we are going to do um, a cut into my wedding. Mm -hmm. um, nothing like super drastic or anything. I just um, want to look and feel my best on my wedding day. And not that I don't look and feel my best right now, but I've been working really, really hard to eat a lot of food and put on a lot of muscle. And I can't think of like a better day to like Look be best. able to showcase all that work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important too, is like with building muscle, like, and dieting, like dieting can get uncomfortable, but building muscle can get uncomfortable too. And like oh, pushing yeah. calories, like there's even times right now, my own like reverse where I'm like, I'm, I don't want more food. Like I'm good. And that's why it's important to have a coach because they're like, you can handle more. I understand yeah. you're uncomfortable, but let's try some different food sources. And mm -hmm. I think you've noticed like when you are in a building phase, I'm sure that your food sources are a little bit different in comparison to a cutting phase. So different. Yeah. yeah. And you've also incorporated some foods that make you a little bit nervous in the building phase, right? Mm-hmm. What yes. are some of those? Yeah, so um, specifically the ones that we've talked about, I used to be really, really afraid of bagels um, because everyone's like, bagels have so many calories in them, even though it's just like a few pieces of bread and it's fine. Um, and they have a decent amount of protein in them, like mm -hmm. not a lot. So if I just like look at it and compare it to other things, like, okay, if I have a bagel and like a boca patty, that's like the same macros as if I had a fruit smoothie with some banana, strawberries, and protein powder. Mm -hmm. um, so just like comparing it that way has been really helpful. I used to be really afraid of oatmeal, um, which is kind of funny. And I actually ate some the other day, but did not like it because I think I haven't had it in so long. I just don't really have a taste for it anymore, but I have been liking cream of rice. So I feel like that's yeah. a fair substitute. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's good to, you know, conquer these foods that give you anxiety. Again, it can come from, you know, just a chronic dieting past or an yeah. eating disorder past and comparing it to something that you're comfortable with. And when you do it, you almost feel like kind of silly because you're tracking macros and you already know it's like, well, that's like the same as a donut or that's the same as exactly. you know, like my smoothie. And when you do those comparisons, it's like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just, it's so funny that, um, like 50 grams of carbs scares me so much when I've got like five times that amount to work with during the day. Mm -hmm. Like most of the time at the end, like yesterday, I was just like not hungry. I was at the end of my cycle and we know that I have all sorts of issues with my hunger. I'm lucky if I eat half of my macros when I'm on my period, which I know is not normal for most people. So anyway, yeah, exactly. Um, I guess I'd rather have it that way than like wanting to eat everything in sight, but it's mm -hmm. still like not ideal during a building phase to not want to eat. So like yesterday I got to the end of the day and I was like, huh, I still have 10 grams of fat and 60 grams of carbs and it's like 7 PM. And I was like, this is not going to happen today, but we're going to start over tomorrow and it'll be fine. And a lot of times I'll like accidentally save all my carbs for the end of the day. And 
lately I've been a lot better about like adding more fruit to my morning smoothie or like adding 20 extra grams of um like cream of rice to my mm -hmm. breakfast and increasing your current portion sizes exactly yeah so I don't end up with 150 grams of carbs at the end of the day and being like okay how many rice cakes do I have to eat yeah and it's important too like on your period to like learn how your body responds to things like some women get super hungry and have a lot of cravings others don't get hungry at all and you have to learn how to manage that regardless mm -hmm. of which one you are like you can't blame your period for eating you know a thousand calories off of your macros each no. week because that's going to set you back just mm -hmm. like you can't under eat on a thousand calories you know for a whole week during the month exactly like on Saturday, um, we were like moving everything and I wasn't drinking enough water and it was super hot. So like between all that and my period, my hunger cues were just like not there. And I was just like, I ate like three like cliff bars that day. I was like, this is stupid and I'm not going to do this again. But like, I just need to get some carbs in because I'm doing so much activity yeah. and I need to eat. <laughs> Yeah. Well, again, experimenting with higher calorie foods too can help. I exactly. know that I've recently bought like Lenny and Larry cookies again because they're, so they're so good, but they're very <laughs> calorie dense. So I'm like, I could easily eat this like, and it can help fill in some of my macros. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some of those today and I was like, that actually might be a really good idea because like there's a lot of carbs and a lot of fat in them and a decent amount of protein so like eat that and i don't know they barely make me feel full exactly they're, like full, so it's kind of nice that's like why i like to incorporate protein bars because i feel like could like eat two and be like okay that was a good snack yeah definitely that's why i like protein bars so more so for like traveling because i know some like that's the last thing you want to substitute a meal with when you're cutting because you're gonna oh, be yeah. hungry oh no <laughs> yeah. When calories go down, whole foods should definitely go up. Mm -hmm. And that's um, the other funny thing that I've been having a problem with lately is my whole fiber thing. I always end up with so much fiber because I um, have so many carbs right now and I want to eat so many whole foods. And you're always just like, no, eat yeah. less whole foods. Christina. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like we're conditioned to believe that, you know, whole grain, brown rice, whole wheat mm -hmm. pasta, but if you have too much fiber, it can really mess up your gut and lead to. Oh, and it does. And if, for example, like you are five foot, five, five, one. Five, I'm like five foot and a quarter inch. Okay. We'll just say <laughs> five foot. So if you're eating 40 grams of fiber, it's not going to feel good. You should yeah. be more so at around 25 grams. And again, I think so many people are like, oh, it has to be whole grain. I'm like, switch it to white rice, switch it to white pasta. I don't care if it's no. more processed. Like we need less fiber. I don't understand how some people can take like fiber supplements. I'm like, literally, what are you eating all day? Because mm -hmm. I like sometimes accidentally hit my fiber by like 2 p.m. And I'm like, shoot, now what do I eat? Yeah. So, I um I know like for myself sometimes I struggle when I'm cutting because I find that my carbs are lower. But yeah. if you're in a low carb diet and yeah, if you're in a low carb diet supplement, 
Um, but if you're eating like maintenance or even a building calories, there's no reason why you should be supplementing. No, you're simply just not eating enough whole foods then. <laughs> How many pop tarts can I eat to hit my macros? I know that's when flexible dieting <laughs> turns from the 80, 20 rule to like 60, 40, <laughs> <laughs> not even. Yeah, no, definitely. Sometimes yeah. my meals are just so obscure. For sure. It's okay. But Christina, so um, what would you tell a girl who is maybe in college and resonates with you, who feels like they're dieting, they've lost a lot of weight quickly, and they feel like something could be off, but they're not sure? Yeah. So I think that when I was in college, I always was like, I'm not small enough. People aren't going to like the way that I look. People think that I'm fat people think this, people think that, and nobody cares. Like, yeah. literally, no one cares if you weigh five pounds more than you think you should, and I think when I wrapped my brain around that and, like, actually started eating food, that, like, really, really changed. That really just helped me a lot, because in college, I thought that everyone was staring at me, and they were like, oh, why does she look like that? And they were, but it was because I was too small. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like good attention and bad attention, right? So you like, you could think that you're like getting all this awesome attention because you lost so much weight, but really like people just feel sorry for you and they want to help you and they don't know what to do. And they're just walking on eggshells around you. Yeah. Um, and like, I feel bad that I was like that for so long because I'm like, I'm sorry, friends that I like did not want to go out um, for dinner because I was afraid I was going to eat too much like chips and salsa or like drink a margarita and that I was going to gain 12 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really sad that there's a lot of memories in college. And like I studied abroad in London and had this problem the entire time. And there are so many foods that I wish I would have tried when I was like traveling all around Europe that I just didn't. Mm -hmm. And that just like makes me so sad, especially right now because we can't do any traveling. Like, I would give anything to go back there and, like, eat some freaking pasta in Italy instead of being like, oh, just have a side salad. Yeah. So, that's uh, what I would say. <laughs> that makes me think of my whole uh, vacation to Universal Studios, which is here in Orlando, Florida. And I've been wanting to go back because I spent an hour and a half of each and every day on that trip Mind you, I'm walking in an amusement park all day long, getting like 20,000 steps per day. But I also did running on top of that. And I just didn't let myself have anything. And I remember yeah. being able to drink at the time. And I, I never, I mean, it's vacation. So I was like, oh, I should like get like a cute little drink. But I was too scared to. And I was too scared to like have a freaking churro and all these yeah. things that I know I enjoy. You know, we had a trip to Disney World right after I graduated from college um, for my brother's senior year of high school. We went in February, and it was, like, beautiful weather for Florida, and it was so fun, and, like, my entire family was there. And same thing, I would wake up at 4.30 in the morning and go to the gym and then run on the treadmill or maybe swim, and then we would walk around all day, and I would, like, purposely go off and get lunch by myself that way my parents wouldn't like stare at me while I only ate like something little and I remember my dad was so excited because downtown Disney or whatever they call it now um Disney Springs they have um 
Aaron McKenna's Bakery, which is like an allergy-friendly bakery. So like half the stuff there, most of the stuff there was totally vegan and they had like vegan soft serve ice cream. And I think I spent a half hour like looking at all the different stuff to like try to figure out the calories and like what would be the most responsible responsible thing for me to get. And I got a little mini brownie bite and then like a blueberry muffin that I ate a quarter of each morning. And like, that stinks because I would go hard there now. Yeah. Like, I'm so mad at myself that I like didn't take advantage of all of the delicious vegan things that like I could never get anywhere else. Yeah. I know now, like, cause my, my plan is to go there in like November, December when mm-hmm. things calm down and I can't go during Halloween cause it's scary in Universal Studios oh, during yeah. Halloween. So I'm not going, no. but my plan is to just try things that I wouldn't let myself because I feel like it's still something that I regret. And I know a lot of people will say like, it's not about the food. It's not about the food, but you know, sometimes it is kind of about the food. It is. like some vacations, like some things that, you know, are nostalgic or you really enjoy. Like if you, it's a rare occasion, sometimes. Yeah. It is. And, like, Disney and Universal and all, like, those amusement parks like that, they've got, like, themed foods and, like, all this cool stuff. And, like, you take a picture with your food and it's, like, fun. You get a cute cocktail and, like, you share food with your boyfriend or your husband or your fiancé or whatever. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. I totally feel (laughs) yeah. Well, I guess you're going to have to go to London for your honeymoon. I know, right? We're actually going on a cruise because we were supposed to go on a cruise in March and it got canceled the morning of because of Corona. Oh my gosh. I know, but we get a free honeymoon out of it. So it's fine. It'll still be fun. (laughs) Yeah, no, it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on, Christina. Yeah, I'm so glad we finally got to do this. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to mention, like your Instagram or your Facebook group? Um, yeah, my Instagram is um, just my name, Christina Cam, and then 95 at the end. I'm super lame. Um, and I have a Facebook group called, um, what is it even called? Um, Be Healthy Inside <laughs> and Out with Christina. So, yeah, so in that Facebook group, I um, like to share recipes and just, like, um, inspiration. And right now I'm doing a self-care month, so... If you have any interest in joining, go ahead, but definitely follow me on Instagram. <laughs> ah, perfect. Well, thank you again. Awesome. Thank you, Nicole. Hey, guys. On the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.